a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's 7 o'clock on Utah's Morning News. Good morning, I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story on the 7 o'clock report. The Utah Drought. Special coverage on KSL News Radio. A program meant to boost water levels at Lake Powell is coming to an end. KSL News Radio's Adam Small begins our live team coverage, the Utah Drought. Adam? Amanda, officials are suspending water releases from Flaming Gorge to the struggling Lake Powell a month early as they've been trying to keep the Glen, the Glen Canyon Dam up and running. CNN reports the decision comes as the upper Colorado River Basin, including Utah, is seeing snowpack levels ranging from 120 to 140 percent. Lake Powell recently hit its lowest level ever recorded since it was filled up in the 1960s at just 22 percent capacity. We're down about 176 feet. So um, every foot, of course, makes a difference. Despite the promising snowpack, Colorado River Authority of Utah Chair Gene Shawcraft recently said it is going to take more than one good year to refill Lake Powell. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. A bill sitting on Governor Cox's desk aims to get rid of the use it or lose it mentality at the heart of Utah's agricultural water rights. KSL News Radio's Hugo Rickard Bell continues our team coverage of the Utah drought. This bill provides assurances for what a farmer like Ron Gibson can or cannot do with a water right. It incentivizes us to conserve as opposed to before this bill was passed. We were incentivized not to conserve. If a farmer doesn't use all of their water allocation, they can use the remainder elsewhere on their farm or leave it in the system for public benefit. Ron says this allows farmers to diversify their farm with less risk. Sometimes... For example, we do a lot of drip irrigation, and with that, we use about 40% less water. That frees it up to, to grow crops that might use just a little bit more water. Hugo Cardbell, KSL News Radio. One person is in the hospital this morning after a house fire in Tooele. KSL TV's Kara Bracken spoke with David Hall, who lives next door. We had a police officer come running over, ran around the side of our house, pounding on the door. I just answered the door. We come upstairs, I get all five of my kids locked and loaded, ready to get out of the house, my wife. We're absolutely just in kind of adrenaline mode. We get out of the house, we get around the corner, and we come back uh, around the block to sit over at the church's parking lot just to sit and watch as our neighbor's windows are just erupting out. The fire chief says two people were in the home when it caught fire, but both of them survived. The drought may still be a concern, but for now, Salt Lake County is closely monitoring spring runoff. Kate Monker is the uh, director of the county's flooding control and engineering department. If the spring starts to heat up and starts to stay warm and we start to you know melt the snow off gradually and in a steady pace, we could be probably in an okay shape. I mean, and again, it all depends on the weather patterns and the temperatures as we head into to May. He says if it stays cold through March and April, but really heats up in May, we could really see some troubling runoff. Lawyers for the Idaho woman accused of killing her two children have asked a judge to dismiss the death penalty. Lori Vallow-Daybell's attorneys filed the motion less than a month before the trial is set to begin. The lawyers say there have been multiple discovery violations by the government and that the state does not have chemicals to kill people on death row. A motion hearing is set for March 15th. 
KSL's top national stories this hour. A trip across the southern border ended in tragedy after four Americans were kidnapped by Mexican drug lords last week. Mexican authorities believe that uh, Shahid uh, Woodard, Zendel Brown, Tay McGee, and Eric Williams were mistaken as gang rivals when they surrounded their van in Matamoros on Friday. Only McGee and Williams survived. Williams' wife says he needed surgery for three gunshot wounds in his legs. It was just tears of joy, I guess, that, that he's, he's alive. McGee is a mother of five. Her mother says the FBI called her with the news. I said, thank you, Jesus, there is a God. According to her family, McGee traveled with the others to Mexico for cosmetic surgery. During the three days they were held, they were transferred to various places to avoid authorities. A source says investigators believe the gunmen may have mistaken the Americans for rival human traffickers. ABC's Andrew Dimbert reporting. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell and Senator Elizabeth Warren went toe-to-toe Tuesday over how to handle the nation's economic challenges. The central bank is planning yet another increase. Powell said the central bank is now prepared to raise interest rates higher and more more frequently than expected, even if that means job losses. And is likely to be bumpy. Senator Warren also argued the Fed's moves could trigger a recession. How many times did the economy fail to fall into a recession after doing that? Out of 12 times. I think the number is zero. That's exactly right. Chairman Powell noted even if the unemployment rate were to rise a full point, it would still be among the lowest unemployment rates in 75 years. ABC's Liz Nagy reporting. First look traffic on the 7 o'clock report. Here's Andy Farnsworth. Well, Tim, that little bit of slowing on I-15 is cleared, and they're trying to clear away the crash that's on 106 south over I-15. The slowing was coming up on that exit. I don't see any other delays on the freeway in Utah County. In Davis County, it was slowing for a bit. Kingsville to Farmington, that's cleared, but snowy conditions affecting drivers going into Weber Canyon right now. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. KSL News Time, 7.05. Investors are keeping a close eye on the markets after a major tumble yesterday. ABC's Daria Albinger has more on what caused stocks to tank yesterday. If we know one thing about the markets, it's that they hate uncertainty. And lately, there's plenty of it to go around, especially when it comes to inflation. Fed Chair Jerome Powell's warning to a Senate committee that it may have to dial up interest rate increases to bring inflation under control sent stocks tumbling. The Dow gave up nearly 600 points. Analysts expect the Fed will boost rates by half of a percentage point at the end of the next Fed meeting later this month. A majority of Oklahomans decided to keep recreational marijuana illegal in their state. More than 60 percent of the voters believed recreational use was not a good idea. Michelle Tilley is the director of the Say Yes to 820 campaign, and she says she believes legalization will happen at some point in the future. Change is coming. We know that 80 percent of people under the age of 40 believe legalization needs to happen. It's just a matter of when. Oklahoma does permit medical marijuana dispensaries in the state. It was a podcast that has now become famous after the host and guest were hit by a car during their show. Podcaster Nathan Reeves was interviewing Alexei Reyes in a Houston cafe when a car slammed into the front of the shop, hitting both of them. Alexei says it's a moment he won't soon forget. We were just talking to the camera and the car smashes into our backs. Um, And I go into... Instant shock. I'm not sure what's going on. The crash happened at a low speed, but the window was destroyed. Alexei was stuck in his seat while Nathan was able to jump out of the way. The entire event got recorded and the video is going viral. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either, but what are the chances of that in the middle of a recording? How about some sports this morning? There's a lot of speculation about whether or not the Jazz really want to win. 
KSL TV's Jeremiah Jensen doesn't think they do. It's obvious the Jazz are more interested in a lottery pick than a spot in the play-in tournament. But that doesn't mean this team can't be entertaining and fun. And it doesn't mean they can't discover a seldom-used player who could help them in the future. All of that the case in Dallas. Jazz taking on the Mavericks. Jazz fought to the end, but get one step closer to the lottery. They're now 13th in the West. They went from 9th to 13th with one loss. Last night they were without Walker Kessler, without Sexton, mm-hmm. without Jordan Clarkson. It's a rough night. And they lost the game uh, by four points, uh, 116 to 120. Utah Tech's men's basketball team made history yesterday, winning their first-ever playoff game in their division one era. The Trailblazers upset Stephen F. Austin in the first round of the WAC tournament, but they'll have to take on neighboring Southern Utah in the next round tomorrow night. And a little love here for uh, Weber State men's basketball team. Uh, the Wildcats had a valiant effort against Montana, but fell a little short last night. They lost 60-58, to double overtime thriller in the Big Sky Tournament semifinals. Self-sufficiency may be an unexpected outcome of rising food costs, but those costs are prompting some Utah residents to build community gardens. Spencer Mears is heading up a garden project in Midvale. I see people around me who are struggling and could really use the opportunity to learn how to better help themselves. Even though a lot of people are supporting his plan, Mears says gaining momentum is his biggest challenge. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.